This is the Prowl City Podcast. Well, that was quite fun. Let's get into it. Panther City wins 16 to 10 over the Saskatchewan Rush. Uh, welcome to the Prowl City Podcast. I am Daniel. And it was a game that really needed, uh, had some really big stuff going into it. Of course, you know, Panther City being in fourth going into this and the Rush being in third. Um, really coming off that really tough game in Colorado to, again, going to play Saskatchewan, the second best defense in the league. And they put up 16 goals. Um, didn't really start well. Um, right off the draw, uh, the rush score. And then Will Malcolm answers back. And then it's two goals. Um, really, really slow pace. Um, God. Panther City threw everything they could at Alex Bouquet. And, of course, he just saves it. Every time, so we get uh, they get down 3 1, and then Donville get the power play goal, and then Tony Malcolm scores. But really, it's just Tyler Burns starting that Burns started that entire play and then throws a ridiculous behind the back pass with two guys on him to Tony. He scores it. Uh, Church gets on the power play. Uh, I do not know if that was the said power play that. Honestly, pissed me off. Uh, it was. Um, the one of the few times I get to complain about the refs. I know I did it last week. Um, but that was kind of going to happen. This was just really weird. It was a delay game called. And I, it's just so weird. The call was Dodds. And... It was just at the buzzer. He throws it behind his back, I guess, as a shot. But it had just happened like probably half a second after the buzzer went off. Call a penalty. I can see why, but still extremely annoying. Um, so Church scores on that. Then Malcolm gets one, and then Phil Caputo gets one on the power play. Donald gets one at the very end of the second. And, you know, since they're gone down three to one five one run and a half ain't bad really ain't bad then they go to the start of the third uh Gautier scores makes it four to seven church scores right back uh, robert church was fantastic so was mark matthews mark matthews had seven assists in that game and then malcolm scores again and then church scores and I am not sure. Let's see if that is the delay game. Yeah, the, another power play goal uh, for Saskatchewan to make it a 7-8 to eight game was even worse because Caputo was going to do the same thing Dodds did, except he stopped, just let the ball drop, and walked away, still got the penalty. I've never seen that. And then I guess the only other penalty that made me extremely pissed off was the Caputo slashing. It he did get him up high, but Tony Malcolm had just been slashed in the face probably a minute before that. 
right at the beginning of the fourth. And no call. And it was obvious. Like, I could see it. The ref could see it. The bench reacted. Nothing. So, this is where the fun begins. And really, this is where the fun begins. Um, so, Callum Crawford scores. I mean, he had three assists going into um, the fourth quarter. And they were all highlights. I mean, incredible passing. Um, he scores. It's now 10. And then Malcolm scores again. It's 11. Madero scores. And after this, they went, okay, we're done. Um, Bouquet's done, I believe. Yeah, after that, they pulled Alex Bouquet. Uh, yes, they pulled Bouquet after that. Because it was 8 minutes and 30 seconds. So after the Madero score... Which, you know, that was probably one of the biggest complaints I had. I mean, yes, we won. But, again, I still want to be critical of the team. Uh, offensively, the best. they That was probably the best they did overall. Even though they scored, you know, seven in the fourth. Uh, yes, they did score seven. And I'll talk about it here in a second. Um, the thing for me is transition-wise, defense could be a little bit better, but I think they played it really well. Uh, offensively, I, I I don't know how many times I was yelling, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold the ball, give it to the offense. Because, yeah, they were getting good transition stuff, but the only guy I trust is Shoss Medeiros. He's the only one I trust in that position. The guy's got double-digit goals in transition for a reason. So he makes it 12-7. Uh, Saskatchewan answers right back um, to make it 8-12. And then Medeiros, once again, in transition, scores. And the funny part is that was a uh, only one assist on that goal, Nick DeMood. Two-game point streak for Nick. And then Callum Crawford scores his second. Now, the Crawford one... Uh, the second Crawford one, I believe. Uh, he allowed the first one. One, the two, was a shorthanded, and he just made the guy look silly. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. He is. Like, I know he, and if you've heard a post game, he doesn't like to talk about it much, but he's just so much fun to watch. He makes guys look so silly. So he scores, uh, and then they scored again. And then Tyler Burton gets one um, from Nick DeMood. That was an empty netter. Uh, so Nick's got two points in this game. Then the computer adds one. It's 16 to 8. And by this point, I had already walked into the press room. So they did score, got called back. But then Saskatchewan added two. And that was the end of the game. Nothing really also happened. I mean, Bouquet being pulled was incredible. I was actually quite shocked, like literally quite shocked. Um, biggest thing was they went two for five on the power play. Uh, Saskatchewan did, and Panther City went three or four. And if you include your uh, shorthanded goal there, four special team goals. So that's nice. And four goals by uh, people who weren't forwards. So fantastic. Um, again, faceoffs, 18 to 20 for Saskatchewan. Not good. But uh, for the rush, uh, Mike Messenger got three assists. Uh, Robert Church had seven points with four goals. 
like I said before, Mark Matthews had seven assists. He had eight points inside game, and that was it. So, again, the um, thing is always contain those two. Well, kind of can. Ryan Keenan didn't do anything. Um, trying to see anyone else. Dan Lutner had three points, but, again, they played incredible. Absolutely incredible. And then on the flip side, Malcolm had your – Tony Malcolm had your one goal. Which goal of the game, obviously. Uh, Donville had seven points with two goals. Malcolm had five goals. He was feeling it. He had two goals where he just ripped the ball past Bouquet. And I mean, ripped it. He made Bouquet made the save, but it, too hot and went right through him. Uh, Patton had one assist. Sellers had one assist. Patrick Dodds had no goals, but had two assists. Matthew Gauthier had four points on the night, uh, three assists and a goal. Caputo had only had two points with two goals. Medeiros had his two transition goals. Uh, Tyler Burton had two points, uh, one goal, one assist. And Callum Crawford had five points with two goals and three assists. Demood, uh gave up 10 goals on 47 shots. So, Again, it was a really, really, really good game. This is a game where, again, the second best uh, defensive team in terms of goals given up, and they scored 16 on them. So, biggest news. We're in third. We sit at 7-5. and five. Um, I don't know how this is going to go because, obviously, going into next week, uh, I actually will be doing an episode on uh, around the NOL um, for this, because we are in the bye week. Um, luckily, um, I'll probably tweet a little bit of the Calgary, Colorado. I'm not sure. I'm probably, I'm, I will be out of town starting Wednesday. We'll be back Saturday. So, uh, if I say something, I'm probably be late. Uh, the two games, we have two massive games coming up Calgary, Colorado on Friday, and then San Diego, Saskatchewan on Saturday. So, I don't know. It's weird. Your standings are San Diego's first at seven and two. It's going to be weird. You know, they're halfway through the season. We are in week uh, 15. So I really don't know how this will go because uh, since we're going to week, um, like I said, we're, we're on week 15. There are 22 weeks. So we had you know, seven, eight weeks left in the season, San Diego has to play nine more games. I don't know how this is going to go for them, but they lead the West at seven and two. Calgary is at seven and four. Panther City is at seven and five. Saskatchewan Rush and uh, the Colorado Mammoth are both at five and five. Don't count out the expansion team. (laughs) Amazing. I said that last year, and here I go again this year. Las Vegas is four and six. Um, that is our next opponent. We'll be in two weeks, but yeah, they're four and six. They've done a really good job this season. I commend them. They've done really well. And then on the flip side, uh, Buffalo is nine and two. Toronto is nine and three. Rochester is eight and three. Philadelphia is five and six. And Halifax is no, no. Philadelphia is five and five. Halifax is five and six. And that's it. Georgia is. Two and seven, Albany's two and eight, New York Riptide are two and nine, and then down the bottom, Vancouver's two and nine. So 
uh, it's going to be very, very interesting how this season's going to end. Um, I'm going to say it again. I'm just going to go quickly around the league for um, a point here. If you guys saw a couple weeks ago, they were talking about Will Malcolm being an MVP candidate. He's up there. He should be 75 points, 29 goals, 77 loose balls. Um, that is, I think, second among forwards. Now, here's the thing. I said it last time, and I'll say it again. The fact that Jeff Teat is not an MVP candidate, and I said he should be with the four guys they played that midseason MVP, he's got 39 goals, leads the league, and 88 points, leads the league. Yes, New York's 2-9, and nine, but it is just Jeff Teat. That's all he is. So, I think I'm gonna. I, I'm if he continues this, I think he should be MVP. In my opinion, he should be. He's played unreal because I'm actually looking up their stats right now. You have Jeff Teat at eight and eight, and then Connor Kieran at forty-five points, eighty-eight points for Teat. The next guy has forty-five, then forty-two, then twenty-nine. He is their offense. And that's why he's been called a generational player. So to go to Panther City, you have Will Malcolm at 75 points, like I said before. Donville has 18 goals, 49 assists for 67 points in his rookie campaign. Patrick Dodds has 17 points, 25 assists. I mean, 17 goals, 25 assists for 42 points. Callum Crawford in his five games is already at 14 goals, 16 assists for 30 points. Um, Caputo and Gautier have the same stats, 12 goals, 14 assists for 26 points. Josh Medeiros has 13 goals in transition, 22 points. <laughs> That's incredible. So, again, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, when we come back from uh, our break. So, uh, post game. I have um, TK, got a couple questions for him, and then I have Will and Tony Malcolm. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this post-game audio that I'm about to show you, and I will see you guys after I get back from New Orleans. Going into tonight, Saskatchewan was second in the league in goals against, scored 16 goals, which is the most they've given up. Uh, How does that feel in terms of, you know, them being such a good defensive team and being able to score like that? Well, you know, they, it, it, well, it feels real good, obviously, offensively when you get an output like that. Um, our, our commitment to our game plan was probably the best it's been all year, almost to a fault, you know, and I thought Books played well early. Like, he was, you know, the scout that we had on him and what we wanted to shoot, he was making the saves. And we, we made a couple adjustments and the guys bought in. But, again, it was just about our commitment to – to executing the things that we talked about. And, and that's, from my perspective, that's all you can ask for as a coach, right? Speaking on Coach Toll, everyone's going to be talking about the offense for the season and how that's, you know, been a big part of what's going on. But just the difference between last season and this season under Coach Toll, um, you know, what is the reaction from that? 
Oh, Coach Toe, if anybody knows him, like he's he's a perfectionist. Like he loves and, he, and he's, he's to the detail, he's to the point, but he holds guys to a higher standard. Like they don't get away with anything back there, uh, and almost <laughs> to a fault because again we're up seven or eight, and he's still you know all over the guys. But at the end of the day, it's uh, uh, he'll be the first to say, "You show me a good goalie, I'll show you a good defense." Right? Nikki's playing real good right now. He's settled in. Um, again, there's probably two or three that he won't have back tonight, but again, our, our collectively we're playing well in front of him. Nicky Namud is, uh, is the backbone of our defense. Going into the season, um, especially if you will, everyone's been talking about how good you've been offensively, but also a little bit more defensively too. Do you just get that from Tony or? Um, I don't know. Tony, Tony growing up used to play O, so I didn't really learn anything defensively from him, but, uh, I don't know. I think. I think I have pretty good cardio, so I, I don't mind running back on defense every once in a while and uh, try to stop transition. I think a lot of it's just instincts. If you're playing offense, if you grew up in a good system where we, we both obviously grew up together and knew a spinster and we breed a lot of two-way players, so just that. So. Um, with the 16 goals tonight, four of them coming with the transition guys and Colleen Yu uh, having one, Tyler Burton having one, and Madero's having two. How does that feel to have, you know, the back end of the guys not, that are not forwards be able to contribute? And in corner like Will, how does that, you know, feel for you, uh, knowing that the guys on that other end of the floor can get those get the goals in too? Yeah, I think it just takes a little bit of pressure off us sometimes. You know, like obviously the O we're not perfect. We've had we've had a few bad runs, bad games, and when the D guys come up and put the ball in the net, it gets it gets us going. It gets some good momentum going, and uh, yeah, like I said, it just takes a lot of pressure off us. Yeah, TK said before the game, we want three every night, minimum. I'm out the back end, it'll put us in a position to succeed. Especially, you know, if the offense, we ideally in this league, if you can get 12, it'll put you in a good position to win. And, you know, if we put up three, that takes a little bit off the offense to do that.